0: Hello, Almost. welcome to Don't Gamer and the Road to the Old World show. I'm joined by Mr. Val Heffelfinger. Hello, Val.
1: Hello, Rob. I've taken myself out of focus. How are you, sir?
0: No, you look fine. You look fine. Hello. Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. I'm very excited about today because mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever talked as much as the as the Road to the Old World podcast. We've talked a lot in our lives, but mm-hmm. I, last night, I think I got 31 WhatsApps in, in a go. And I was like, holy hell.
1: Ever since you became a calendar, bro, you have started, uh, you know, like maybe saving them up a little bit more. There's clearly you have a social media time allocated. Correct. So, you know, like I do know that, you know, as I'm just free associating to you throughout the day that, you know, I might get like a a react emoji or perhaps a thumbs up or an LOL at some point, uh, you know, between the hours of 730 and 8 p.m. local. Uh, But I look forward to those emojis and and, uh, LOLs. Uh, They're very important uh, pieces of feedback in my life.
0: Well, listen, I'm excited too. I want you to know that. Because today, uh, having a, had a conversation, I want chat to know, uh, and anyone who's listening live, watching, like and subscribe, all that other stuff, uh, that uh, not only a couple of little bits, number one, if you're interested in any of the older Old World shows, obviously they're available on our YouTube, but if you do go into the honestwargamer.com and then you click the Old World tab... Uh, all shows and then eventually blog posts and all other resources uh, that we'll produce for the old world will eventually be found there unless it gets moved to another site or something else in the future. Depends on conversation. But for now, very simply, it's available there. So that's first bit of news. So second, which is very professional, I think.
1: I think it's amazing. Uh, like I've never I've never been on a website before. <laughs> you know, that's pretty cool. I mean, you're laughing, but I—I don't—I've I, I mean, never knowably, knowingly been on a website.
0: Haven't you always so been I'm on trying, FLG? Trying,
1: trying to match your no, kind of, kind of. I don't know. You no, not really. I think they maybe post the blogs. At one point, Reese was like, "All right, man, you just gotta like, you just gotta set up the blog roll, and then you add the thing." And I was like, "Nah, man, nah, man, no, nah, nah. I'm not doing that. Someone else can do that. So if someone else has been doing that, then yes." I am on the FLG FLG blog all the time. If someone else has not been doing that, I am not on the FLG blog all
0: the time. Okay. Well, well, you'll be on ours. So there you go, permanently. And how wonderful! How
1: how wonderful is that?
0: Yeah, pretty great. So shout out to Tom uh, for getting that website looking pretty slick, uh, in my opinion. Uh, okay. So uh, today's show though is we talked. We had a pre a second bit of news. We had a pre production meeting. So this isn't just although it will be just a stream of consciousness between two friends, uh, it, also, <laughs> yes. it also has some sort of uh, thought behind it. And we were like, do you know what? We've established how the game mechanics and also kind of the game history, the production from Games Workshop has set up. Now we should do the setup. Before we look at any more armies, like we looked at with... The uh, empire. We should look at the setting that the old world's going to be put into, and we should mm-hmm. talk around it, have a laugh with it. Then maybe the chat will make some jokes. Not that many because they're not that funny. That's right, chat. Mm. Fucking coming mm. for you today. Get Favage. me today. Favage. Get me today, chat. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then we could just talk about it. And then, if you guys are interested, uh, you know, you can leave comments and, and, and get at us. So, uh, old world. Now, when we left old world, well, like it was. It was, as we know, 8th um, edition. It was the end time. It was destroyed. In fact, where we left it was dead.
1: Well, <laughs> where we left it was, uh, it, it went out with a bang, not with a whimper, you know? I mean, that's the way Warhammer Fantasy always said it wanted to go. It didn't want to just fade away into irrelevancy. Uh, it just did a lot of drugs and fucking died shitting itself on the toilet.
0: It's uh, It died. It died heavily. Uh, but that's great, because uh, it means that when we do get the old world, we're not just re-going over some old ground, and in fact, we're entering a time, ooh, I wish we played some mysterious music here, a time of legend and myth, where stories and characters are created. Uh, is that Imagine right? Imagine a time. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, we're, we're, well, actually, we're
1: going back, uh, we're going back, what, so this is actually one of my big parts of prep for this show, was when... <laughs> When did the Warhammer World actually end? Uh, which I in their in their timeline. And I believe I got to twenty-five twenty, I think was sort of like the 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 start of the year of the end, end oh, time. So we're just... doing
0: dates, are we? So twenty-five twenty was the end of the of the world.
1: Uh yes. Uh twenty-five twenty-one looks like that's the like that's the year before. Uh, so 2522 is quote the present day on the Storm of Chaos t- timeline. So I would say 2520 is basically the end of of the timeline before everything sort of blows up. What's kind of fascinating with with fa- fantasy battles is that there is before End Times was brought in, there was a Storm of Chaos. Like um, there was a campaign that they used to do these things where campaigns would decide like the the like lore and like timeline of stuff and uh... And uh, why are you giggling?
0: Because <laughs> EJD to the chats put no date discussion, please. <laughs> AOS players will get upset. Same as like forty thousand, Warhammer forty thousand players are like, there's a battle, and they're like, when? They're like, oh, Warhammer forty thousand time? Like where? <laughs> oh okay, yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, the secretix Maledictum or whatever is like all like time. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, time agnostic. Yeah, it's time possible.
0: agnostic, and they're doing they're yeah. doing wibbly wobbly timey-wimey stuff to quote a famous uh non-physician
1: wibbly wobbly i believe that was a canada heritage minute as well uh (laughs) the the wobbly is the message the wibbly is the message anyway marshall McLuhan. look the point i was trying to say is that we do have we we do have divergent timelines one where chaos wins that's the end times and thanks gw when they when they brought back like when they were like everybody look we're talking about the old world the first thing they wrote about in december this last past year was the end times happened okay it's not gonna unhappen so don't get your hopes up like that's like the first friggin paragraph it's like thanks guys we know you destroyed everything we liked in this world literally blew it all up so like thanks for rubbing the salt in the wounds pals i digress there was an alternative timeline called the storm of chaos uh, which was like this, like, internet, like this this campaign where uh, chaos doesn't win. And then uh, apparently, at some point, GW was like, nah, now nah, we're just going to wreck on that. And that's where End Times comes from. So there is, a, there is a, uh, like a, a multiverse in Warhammer Fantasy. There's actually two multiverses, three multiverses. There's the Storm of Chaos timeline, there's the End, end Times timeline, which takes you to, to AOS, and the third, Blood Bowl. There's also, there's also like, yeah yes. there's, a, there's a Blood Bowl reality. Blood so that's Bowl kind is of a, a different,
0: fun. is the same universe, but a different universe.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So oh. you got, you got, there's already multiverse, like GW, of course, doesn't know this, but they were multiverse and before they were multi, before it was cool, man. Like we got, we got like full blown multiverse happening.
0: So the, the WFCU, the Warhammer Fantasy Cinematic Universe coming soon.
1: booyah Booyah. Oh, also i have a big this here oh this uh, speaking of podcasting tricks i have a big announcement at some point in the show oh big big time announcement energy just so you guys know remind me we got to do a big time announcement energy sometime in the show and also that that uh i sent you a screen cap with like a circle gonna need you to um, i don't know if we have the technology but if we could bring that up when i make my big announcement
0: no problem jamie i got this yeah I got this. Easy. Uh okay. Oh my god. <laughs> right. So uh shall we talk about uh shall we talk about it's it's not the coffee picture. Um uh let me I'll deal with that. Uh right. Oh, hold so, on, I got oh yeah, we were talking about timeline. No, we were talking um, about timeline.
1: So yes. cool, multiverse is cool. Uh and then um current uh time is twenty five what did I say, twenty five twenty?
0: Twenty five twenty,
1: yeah. So th- But that's, that's not
0: the air- where old world's gonna get launched into.
1: No, so this is this is something kind of fascinating. Do you, how far how read up on this are you?
0: Zero. Like uh, I decided, I decided the best way to go through this uh, is the best way to go through this is to go through this in through the article in order, um, and then just riff, and then you can give me any backstory that we need.
1: Okay, because because well, the reason I brought that up is, first of all, I don't want to condescend to you. You know, like uh, you know, this is a creative back and forth here, so. I am all about mansplaining when I have the license to do so, but it's all about informed and ongoing consent when you're just dropping fact bombs on people. So you want to check in with your partner. Are they nodding? Have they clearly just been typing to chat the whole time? You know, these are the things you want to do uh when you're role-playing as somehow someone who's not just read an article about 12 hours ago and somehow listen, is an expert
0: listen people make careers of just reading wiki articles i need you to know that <laughs> i need you to know that right let's yeah. go baby Okay. All right, so the reason why
1: i asked that is that there's a little bit of tea leaf reading involved here about where the timeline is right we're speculating we're specu- speculating 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 so <laughs> I sent you the uh, the Warhammer Wiki uh, timeline. Yes. Uh, which is basically a mash of it's kind of cool. And So my like every army book throughout the ages has had various timelines written in it. Pardon me. Um, and uh, <laughs> and those timelines. This is probably why they gave up on timelines is because it requires like I don't know editorial oversight and coordination to make sure that you have continuity. I have uh, a funny so
0: piece of backstory on this. That's uh, a bit.
1: Com- that's a bit hard and complicated to do. Go ahead.
0: I, my funny bit of backstory is: is uh, working for GW. Um, I went and met up with working for GW at the LVO where we first met. I went right. to a meeting with the marketing department to meet the people who run Bell of Lost Souls. But it, uh-huh. but they also own um, that one of the wikis. Like the okay. more the more famous wiki, especially for forty k, uh, and they were basically being like, "Hey, so all of our authors actually use that wiki. Uh, you don't know that, so we're gonna need some measure of conversational oversight. What can we do? Because we actually don't have an internal database. Have you guys made it, and uh, how do we reclaim Lexi Karnham, Thank you, Get That's exactly what it is. Um, and I was in that meeting, and the Bell of Lost Souls people were like, oh, wow. <laughs> so they're like, can you not make it so people make random edits? Otherwise, that randomly edits the actual law at this moment. <laughs> like, they, may, they, they may have since then, they may have since then, but don't forget, this like, was about 40K, their biggest game system, and this was only seven or eight years ago. They may have since then created and developed a database. However... Just thought I let you know, Val, that this wiki and all Warhammer lore is tangible. Uh, no, malleable. Uh, fungible. Based. Fungible. Yes.
1: Yes, yes fungible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite fun. These are quite fungible tokens. Uh, sorry, I got thrown off my uh, my train of thought by horrible, uh, devastating uh, sadness. Usually, disappointment. Disappointment. That's the one. They're just like, oh, oh yeah. No, that makes a ton of sense, really. And I don't understand why they don't do things like just, I don't know, link their app to Wahapedia. I mean, why not? Just do it. (laughs) Like, just do it. Just chip in GW. Just chip him like 20 bucks a month on his Patreon or whatever weird get around the Russian sanctions version of Patreon he has to use. And like that wouldn't be the sketchiest thing they've ever done business wise. Just just pay the man. 20 bucks a month is all he's asking for, dollars a day, and you can have a, a, an actually uh, well-structured database, kind of, uh, that, uh, you know, updates regularly and on time. It's
0: very, very, very I agree.
1: You don't well, even but... have to send him free stuff. People pirate it and give it to him anyway, right? Like you don't even <laughs> have to, like you just, just chip him 20 bucks and, uh, and he will manage your database for you and so will all these wikis and Jesus,
0: God. Damn 20 it. bucks they wouldn't even pay for a for a, a live stream of an event for 20 bucks um, so i mean they paid more than 20 bucks
1: maybe 10 times that much but anyway um, where are we uh, where are so, we at
0: so right so we're at this article you've sent me so tell me what this article is speculation okay
1: <clears throat> so this article is under construction because yeah we got some hot we got some hot new things coming in this so the speculation bit is where is old world actually starting because Old world, um, the the most recent one that kicks off talking about the uh, Great War against Chaos. Okay. Great War against Chaos starts uh, off, I think, somewhere around nineteen seventy nine. In in do, our do, time. Do, 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 in do, our time or their time. Their time. The Imperial timeline. Okay. So any time we're currently going to talk about
0: is going to be, is going to be in their time. Like we won't be referencing IRL timelines.
1: No. Uh, so, yeah, these are these are um, these these are very much imperial ca- uh, uh, timelines. OK, so
0: actually, 1979.
1: And I'm wrong, by the way, 19- immediately wrong. 19- <laughs> 1979 uh, is, is a different thing. So I'm going to park 1979. We'll remember 1979. Put it in your brains. Uh, we're look we're actually fast forward into 2302 2302. 2302. Okay. That's the great war against chaos. So this is this is uh, stuff that we can talk about a little bit later. But 2302, so that, if we're already looking at 2520 as the present timeline, 2302, we're looking what, 500 years back in, 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 in the past mm-hmm. from where we are. So, like, Horace Heresy is 10,000 years ago. This is the equivalent of, what, Napoleon? Yes. Basically, right? All right. So, uh, basically – not that far out of living memory, to be frank, especially since you got magic and stuff. And there are people legitimately who've been alive that will straddle the current timeline. You've mentioned one of them, Thorgrim. We'll get to him. Uh, and and the where we're starting up again. The other thing that I've noticed when reading through this timeline, which we'll get through once I'm done setting it up, pardon me, uh, is that um, I can't remember. I burped in the middle of my sentence and I lost my train of thought. <laughs>
0: Wildly gassy. <laughs> like, I should not.
1: I should not. I actually noticed this when listening back. I shouldn't drink anything because I just, I just start burping. Uh, my bad, guys. Uh, so the reason I bring this up is that the only actual tidbit of information that we have on a specific time, as far as maps are concerned, uh, that have been released, because we've been getting these really pretty map updates, comes from or stems from a little nugget. That was dropped with the Bretonian update, and that was uh, that was indicating the um, uh, the reign of Louis uh, uh and his reign is referenced only once, and it's as it's referenced as 2201. 2201.
0: So what where does that put does that put us in the first millennium before I C or the rise of Sigma, the second no. millennium.
1: So, no, we're so well, dude, where are you, man? Oh, there you are. No, we're in, we're in, uh, second millennium IC. Sorry, I was looking at my own thing. So, yeah, second millennium IC, probably click on that. It doesn't click, but okay. Oh, okay. Just scroll like crazy.
0: I'll
1: scroll a lot. So, so this is this is this is the thing. So, 22, uh, what did I just say? 2201 is, is a hundred years. Because this is a this is a person's timeline, right? This is a person's like actual lifespan, I, I, in theory. So, and these things these things are malleable, because as you noted, this is probably what they're going off of is this thing. Um, so, yeah, this is two thousand years ago. This is ancient history. This is the birth of Christ. This is Sigma. Um, so, yeah, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Nineteen seventy nine is the very so. Nineteen seventy nine would be the very beginning of. Uh, where where cool things could start happening, which is the start of the civil war in the empire, which actually has very little um, interesting thing.
0: So the chat so, the chat is saying that so is this the time uh, that was known as the reign of the three emperors? They've confirmed so, that that's the time, right? But you're you're getting even the, more specific because it's well, quite a this wide span of time.
1: Bingo! It's uh, it's not only a wide span of time. But we're talking about, so like, I think this is where their timeline will probably come into focus because uh, the the timeline as it's been sort of haphazardly published over, over the years is that this schisming of the empire where it breaks down and they can't pick an emperor is 1979 on their calendar. The, um, the end of the, the period of the three empires, uh, emperors ends in 2302 with the Great War Against Chaos and Magnus the Pious coming to life or like coming to, to the throne. That's 300 years, right? So obviously there's gonna be more than three or four people contesting a throne if it takes 300 years to resolve it. Of so course. it's like, but the, when you read the timeline through it sure it looks like it's kind of intended that it's the same people contesting it. Not like their great, great, great grandkids who finally resolved the problem, you know? Cause 300 years, it's, this is 300 people years. As far as I can tell in chat, maybe you can get back at me on this one. I'm not entirely sure like what human lifespans are like, but I'm pretty sure Magnus the Pious, for example, he's the guy who actually winds up uniting everybody and winning the war against chaos. Spoilers. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure he's long lived, but like a hundred years old, long lived. Which is why the uh, the Orc Slayer tidbit that I brought up in old 22 or whatever is that's just that's the, the only nigga that we have there is that we know he's the king of Britonia, and we know that he's listed as the king of Britonia on our old world map. So that means that that map is written within one lifespan of 22.01. You know what I'm saying? That's how we have sort of placed where Old World right now is in the timeline. Yeah, you know so what I'm saying? So
0: yeah, yeah. So it's either it's either 21.01 or 23.01. Like, that's our range.
1: So it would be anywhere from uh, – yeah, because it's great – because what they came back to was Great War Against Chaos, mm. which is 23.02. Yeah. But they have the King of Britonia listed as the Orc Slayer – and he's probably long dead a hundred years later, you know, right? Because like in 2201, he's declaring the Errantry War against the orcs. So that means he's probably already king. He's probably pissed off about orcs. Say he's 30, so like he's probably dead by 2270, which is still another 40 years to go, right? We're getting a little bit in the weeds here. What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> I think the timeline is un- is unresolved. Uh, the 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 era of the or reign of the three emperors is. 300 years so i don't know if that's going to stay consistent okay. so like do we get like a very like that's 300 years in a long time that's basically the empire doesn't exist like if if like if the united states broke down into three or four rival factions that fought with each other for 300 years like the united states probably would never re-exist you know what i'm saying like yeah. what comes back to get like maybe china's done that maybe but excuse me very gassy so um, the other thing I want to do before we start diving into the specifics again is that the reason I bring this up is that twenty there's a couple of things that kind of frustrate me a little bit about the timelines thus announced, right? Yeah. One, Great War Against Chaos, amazing time period. So, so so cool. And
0: the Great War me, of Chaos starts before like ends with at the the end. the highest so highest yes. and so starts the, at like twenty twenty hundred, like two thousand.
1: So well, no. The great war. Of it, so if we think of it this way, the beginning of their timeline, as declared, is the the three emperors, yeah, right, which starts at in nineteen seventy nine. Okay. And it goes, and and the current and time, the timeline that we so far have seen mapped, it starts in nineteen seventy nine and it ends in twenty three oh two, like more than three hundred years later. So. Yeah. Th- that means, that, and there's, there's there's people who are named at the beginning of that, like the the three emperors, like the people who basically had claims to the imperial throne and all that kind of stuff uh, at the beginning of that timeline. Um, and then, but they're, uh, logically, they would all be long fucking dead by the time Magnus the P- Pious comes and the empire unites to, ah. to fight off chaos. Can I counterpoint so with an I'm idea? Saying.
0: Can I counterpoint with an idea? Sure. Magic.
1: So this is the thing, and so this is part of, of of that. I this is part of my ignorance. Is yes, maybe. So like I said, Magnus Pius, Pius is an old, like he's a long-lived human. But I think he lives even in this timeline, maybe for a, a hundred plus years. You know, like he's not living like four or five hundred years, like like forty k humans can live. Mm. As far as I know, um, there are like, like that. In order to get that kind of age and 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 years on you, you gotta be a vampire or undead person obviously
0: are you telling us magnus the pious was a vampire
1: no but this is actually something i've been trying to segue to for a long time but my adhd has not allowed me to which is that just before 1979 you have so many cool things that happen we're so like we go back we just go let's just back it up so we we're talking about a 300 year period going forward from 1979 which is when the emperor empire kind of collapses on itself Let's go back to 1666, uh, which is hilarious. Uh, Gunthold, the bold, uh, which is the name of my elector count for sure. Uh, 1666 uh, is um, is uh, not at all what I was looking for. Somewhere around here is when Nagash comes back to life. 1681. So here we go. 300 years before, we have Nagash returns to life once again. Uh, 1666 years after he was slain by Sigmar for one night uh, throughout the known world, the dead stir and walk the land. So, sowing terror and con- confusion amongst the living entire villages and towns are overrun and destroyed before the night of terror ends. Sylvania declares its independence from the empire. So Nagash comes back. Like that's, that's pretty sick. Like there's a pretty cool moment because you have a very tall, very awesome statue of Nagash. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, which, obviously, he's not around in The Great War Against Chaos. Uh, hashtag, I really want to read about Nagash. I have no idea how this guy works, where he goes, why he does, isn't around. Because for a long time, he just doesn't exist. Um, he has a very derpy model. And then he disappears um, from everything after 5th edition until they decide to blow the game up. So Nagash is a fascinating character. He's like the arc necromancer. He screws everything up in the world. He's like one of the most important characters like alongside Sigmar himself in the general world. Because of how he just like, you know, kicks things off with undead magic. And um, yeah, so Nagash, super important character. He's dead for most of the timeline. He happens to be alive 300 years before the empire falls to pieces. The next thing is uh, that I find really cool along these lines in this timeline is uh, 1707 to 1712, the greatest warlord of all time, Gorbad Ironclaw, who is represented with models. Um, the other thing about going deep on the timeline, by the way, is that you realize, like, how many uh, of the models, like, of, like, mortal characters, like, the the not-long-lived characters, are from all over in the timeline. So, like, War of Fantasy Battles already isn't really married to the present day, because you have special characters that you can play with, like Gorbad Ironclaw, who are from a period of time that predates, like, gunpowder weapons for the Empire. So that's kind of cool. Um, so, <laughs> so, like... If you're fighting a battle against Gorbat Ironclaw, who's sick as hell, I don't know if you have an image of Gorbat Ironclaw. Um, yeah, I wish I could cue things up. I feel like such a dipshit every time I ask you to do something. But anyway, an <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, let's get a little Gorbat Ironclaw here. He's so sick. Uh, there he is. Oh man, You gotta get an we gotta get an ad blocker up on yours. Uh...
0: I don't believe in ad blockers. Oh, that's nice. I mean, like, how else does this exist?
1: Uh, Jesus, man, do you have to be principled out of everything? Like, could just we not just have... There's a picture. I mean, come on. Um, yeah, so behind the playing children, which I'm sure Rob also doesn't want to take off the screen, uh, is Gorbad Ironclaw, just like the greatest warlord of all times. Uh, he's a big problem for the Empire, and I think is meant to be sort of like the Napoleon of, like, orcs. I don't know. Like, he's got a massive... He's just, he's just a big old wine dude. Um, so that's a really cool, important, like, slice of history that is referenced both by characters and like, the current uh, editions of Warhammer and, uh, and yet happens way before... Like, this is... So this is what? Would what we say 2520? So that's 800 years in the past? So 800 years ago, we're talking, like, Charlemagne? So, like, this guy is... <laughs> This guy is like from so far ago, so far long ago. He dies like in this time period um, and yet uh, is a current character in the in the game of Warhammer Fantasy Battles, which I find kind of interesting. So if we keep going from here, this is what really frustrates me uh, is that ne- next we start getting into the original Vampire Wars, I'm pretty sure. So if we scroll down into like the 1800s, um, uh, I think this is where we start to see rumblings with like, um, am, am I wrong? Am I full of poop beer? Maybe I am wrong. Where are the vampires? I think maybe I'm not wrong. Uh, Bloodkeep, false, the Imperial Siege, El Cadavo. Uh, where's like Vlad? was like a whole bunch of things here for Vlad that I remember reading yesterday um you have lyones uh so the, that's the province not repulse um 2010. like 2010 is 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 vampire oh so it's after so okay cool um so uh we get into uh 1979 so basically before so immediately the the what what did we just do there like two to three hundred years before we have um, we have a, Gorbad Claw, which is like a massive and awesome incursion into uh, the Empire and all of the Old World. So that's actually like a super big piece of the history. Like almost all of the original Old War factions are really touched by Gorbad. He's a big, big deal. Um, and then you also have Nagash coming back for one night only, from what I can read there. I don't really know. that. I really want to look into what that Night of the Dead thing is. Uh, because Nagash is a big deal. So like, again... Uh, Some interesting moments in the timeline, just sort of adjacent to where it looks like they could potentially start this, which is 1979, which is the start of the empire, no longer agreeing on an emperor because their emperors are kind of elected like presidents. There's an electoral college type thing, and they all get together and they pick an emperor out of all of the people who lead the various states of the empire. So you have like a federation type government thing. Um, It's an elected emperor um, I guess is that, what is that analogous to? Do we know what history, uh, what historical analog we have there? Is that, uh, is that Holy Roman Empire reference? There we go. Um, and, then, uh, and then, so now uh, we have a lot of cool, and what I've said here is that the earliest that we think right now Old World can start is 2201. So that's, what, that's when Lewin the Orc Slayer is referenced on the map. Um, so we have another 200 years of history, and in this 200 years, we know that the, the empire is sort of divided because they don't have, haven't agreed on an, uh, an emperor. And we have the rise of the vampire counts. This is where we have the vampire wars. So like, again, literally abutted just before what they seem to have declared as their timeline for, for the old world is another one of the coolest little slices of like old world history, which is the rise of Vlad and Isabella von Karstein and Sylvania sort of breaking off from the empire and having its own little civil war within the civil war. So this starts at the year 2010. Awesome. How do you feel about? Oh yeah, you're way you're way down. Let's go to 2010.
0: Yeah. Have I lost you, Rob? Sorry, bud. That was uh, a 22 minute monologue. So uh like uh, well, you gotta, which, bit you you to, which bit do you want me to which you want me to reference or start talking about? Where do you wanna what, where do you wanna slow in. down and take a breath on? Well
1: <laughs> you, you make a good point. You make a good point. But I have gotten through my things.
0: Like the there's a load thesis. of really interesting stuff. I liked so, I liked the bit so with the walk the... on the pig. That was a good <laughs> bit. I would have talked about that okay. I'd have talked about that, right. that for a while.
1: I had to paint a picture. Well, I didn't have to, but I felt compelled to paint a picture. My point here is that, like, they have declared that the game starts at the end of wild amount of cool shit. This is basically what I'm trying to say. Are you telling me there's loads got, of
0: cool shit in Old World?
1: There's loads of cool shit in Old World, but they've. They, they, it seems like they've declared that they're starting just after it's all happened. <laughs> so, is, there, is there
0: no cool shit that happens after that bit?
1: There is, but it's like a two-year period of time. So, like, the, the, the war against chaos that resolves this is like a two-year period of time, uh, like, in 2300. That was where we kind of started. So basically what I'm trying to say is, like, there's all kinds of these cool events that could be part of what the old world composes of, but it looks like they're starting it much later. That was kind of the whole point of this thesis.
0: That's a good so we can no, t- like, No, I'm, I'm excited about that. Like, because I, like, the, uh, like you say the uh the inconsistent narrator is something that they may go along they may not even they may not even do this is our start point and here we continue we might even get like snapshot box sets you know like hey we're gonna do the vampires here's the vampire box here's a bunch of vampire stuff like and then they might thread that in we don't know how as of yet how elegant it's going to be as like a production and also, we don't know how much they're going to wreck on this this mofo, right? Or if they're going to Spider Verse us.
1: So, they seem to have declared very intentionally that there's no Spider Verse. So, they've, they've declared that the timeline is not Blood Bowl, although they are supporting the Blood Bowl timeline. But sure shit ain't that Storm of Chaos stuff. So, like, the end world happens. So, like, this is, this is its own distinct thing. So, we know that much. But what you just said there about like recording stuff and like figuring this all out and maybe making this a little bit more coherent like that's pretty cool
0: yeah i think i think it would be really good especially as having just heard loads of exciting information from you that <laughs> there's loads that's, that like that it's quite clear that there isn't even when you research it very well there isn't a consistent like read through Um, which is uh, sad so we think think, we think it starts at 2301
1: so like yeah well that's what they've declared in the most recent article the map suggests it starts a little bit before that the map would suggest it starts about a hundred years before which is the the loot the the Leon the orc slayer one which is 2200 ish Mm -hmm. 2201 and then a hundred years later is where you get the war of against chaos so that kind of could be right like maybe they're maybe that's what they're doing. They're gonna like set up the war against chaos about a hundred years before, and you get to know everybody who happens before that. Oh, fun! So
0: when does when does the Empire Civil War start? Or like the 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 Three Kings? That, so you that's said what 1979. I... So yeah! way before, way but, before. Well, let's start there because even if they end up pushing, even if they okay, up, even if they end up pushing that forward, that yeah. generally we know that that's a setting at least.
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, and then what I was going on about uh, with yeah, okay, cool, perfect. Yes, 1979, I'd say, is the logically earliest this could be. Okay, um, that's And good. yeah,
0: not 1977, when a skink priest enacting the ritual of listening at the sentinels of Zeti believes that he briefly hears the distant voice of the old ones. The slan mage priest contemplate the matter for several years before finally denouncing the priest's claim.
1: <laughs> the a the vital timeline <laughs> element
0: of the background.
1: So again, this is a bit, so that's probably from the uh, that's probably from one of the lizardmen books. Um, uh, there's actually one uh, that I found uh, that was like this is just a bit of an aside, which is definitely a re- a reference from. Okay, it's from the sixth edition book of the lizardmen, and it's from the Chronicles of the Lizardmen. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, So basically, it's a reference to pygmies. Do you guys know about pygmies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, so I'll read it out to us. Um, so this was re- so if if I'm Games Workshop, I probably don't want to recognize that pygmies were a thing. I don't know about you. I think so it's you're probably talking about
0: the, you're talking about the miniatures, not the uh, the uh, the racist the, trope. Uh,
1: uh, so the miniatures are the racist trope. Um,
0: but isn't the isn't the trope? Didn't the trope exist pre pre Warhammer?
1: So isn't that fascinating? That's I think probably what we want to think, but in as recently as the year 2000, this entry was included in the Lizardman book. And I quote: Lord Melchin returns to the Imperial Court after spending a year exploring Lustria. He is accompanied by a copper-skinned, hairless being, barely three feet tall. Melchin claimed he came from the. Weahuri tribe, a race of diminutive people found in the jungles. Reportedly, the creature eats a high-ranking court official and flees. He's a cannibal. Jesus. Rumors abound of his hiding out in the moot.
0: Okay, well it's so- fair to say any of us who <laughs> are excited about Old World are all a bit racist. Because <laughs> well, like, it is the old world. It's the old world. It's the old world. It in of itself is hopefully satirical and although i hate those horatian fucks yeah like more horatian than it is juvenilian. yeah indeed indeed indeed. yeah we would hate that right um but yes it's oftentimes because games workshop have lifted from the tropes of much fantasy and also many cultural uh thoughts that Mm -hmm. go around uh they are in by their nature wildly unprogressive
1: so my point is uh just that like they had a line of, of 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 uh little people minstrel characters uh in the in the 1980s and 70s that they probably realized you know maybe we shouldn't produce these anymore eh? and yes. then uh but nonetheless someone who wrote the timeline for the Lizardmen, in the year 2000 was like, you know what was funny? When we made all those little people minstrel characters, let's reference those. Uh, that's what I thought was funny, was that they brought it up. I would have just tried to forget about it myself. I think that
0: there needs to be a lot of like, retconning in the old world, <laughs> which they absolutely are unaware of. <laughs> They're gonna be like, that bit of the story, that was cool, and you're like, uh-oh. Because I, d- I doubt, not to be unfair to Forge World. I highly doubt that they were like, right, old world, yeah, But we are in a different time now, so it's time to start thinking about some of these and maybe, maybe start to maybe start to address the balance on the on the, some of these. And they're like, nope. I hope they've got someone in there who's doing a first read who's like, no, no, no. This has to come well- out.
1: I think I think one thing that I've learned from this, so like there's a lot of like cool nuance that comes in this timeline that Warhammer Wikis put together is because it's it's obviously it's a ST. It's taken but taken from all kinds of different sources and mashed together. And one of the biggest sources, of course, is the RPG. So like the RPG has really fleshed out the 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 world uh, like in the present timeline. I think that's where it takes place sort of just before the end times, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so like you get a lot of details about Marienburg. You find out you get a lot of details, for example, also about like the vampires. By the way, I've only ever heard you call them vampires. And I was just like, of course.
0: Of course uh, no, I can't claim that. I wanna be really clear. <laughs> I wanna be really clear. Like the Age of Sigmar community got very excited before the release of the new Soul Black Gravelords book. And for, and, uh-huh. beca- and because of and because of uh, Total War. They were like, oh, vamp- like vampires, vampires, it became a thing. It never turned out to be true. And the Warhammer community themselves, like, the sigma community were, were gutted, gutted that that didn't exist. Um, uh,
1: vampires would actually, you're right, be super cool. And I guess they're, yeah, I don't know, maybe the, anyway, it doesn't matter, the sidetrack. They would work really well in AOS, I think. Anyway, uh, but there's all this fidelity. So you get a lot of these like, weird detailed anecdotes if you read through this entire wiki. And a lot of them come from the RPG. And the reason why I bring that up is that you were just saying, like like there's this opportunity to retcon and like maybe add a little bit of, I don't know, uh, 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 context or like a, a broader perspective to the, the the tropes that most of this is founded on. Because if you expand the world, you're going to get into some choppier waters, also known as cultures that aren't just white people. Um, and, you know, you want to be, I don't know, mindful of how you appropriate and or incorporate those other cultural narratives and mythologies and stuff into your world. Because to be quite frank, the way they tried it the first time, like there's a war master, which is the epic version of, of Warhammer Fantasy, uh, Araby army, and it's a lot of dudes on flying carpets. Like they watched the first 40 minutes of, <laughs> of Aladdin and were like, got it, no problem mate.
0: Oh, so- absolutely understand them <laughs> sorts. I've got Got it, it. camels and carpets, (laughs) camels and carpets.
1: So that being said, so I think like a lot of people assume like, whoa, we can't, we couldn't possibly like do the rest of the world because they're terrified about what would happen if they just went out and try to do the rest of the world. Whereas the reality is, is that like The like if you took a uh, yes and we're appropriating here, but nonetheless, I think that's allowed because that's kind of what I don't know creativity is. You take what you know and you sort of remix it and you create something new with it. But like the cultures that you'd be appropriating from, and you can see this sort of with Cathay, and I haven't seen like a uh, uh, like a uh, like a real interpretation of how well they did or didn't do with with like the representation of Cathay and like the way that they've remixed uh like like chinese civilization and culture into creating that uh that that group of people within warhammer but nonetheless it it looks cool and it looks to be a little bit less shallow than a bunch of camels and carpets if you get what i'm saying also looks like a better better effort
0: also they had an adult company um in uh in th is it thq whoever makes it or Sega. Creative Assembly. Yeah, Creative Assembly. Uh, They've had an adult company actually liaise with them. So, like, they'll have gone in and been like, hey, we're going to do Cathay. And they'll be like, let me tell you about Chinese takeaways. They're like, no, no. (laughs) Fucking no. Yeah, none of that. That
1: that being said, like, the, the general vibe and aesthetic of Cathay is Chinatown. Like, you do have a lot of, like, the long dragons and, like, the the tiered buildings and stuff, which are inventions of, of like Chinese immigrants to North America, not inventions, but like, they really riff on that because they know Westerners were super into that. And it would get them to like, not kick them out of their cities. Uh, Like the inventions of Chinatown and like Chinese food and like the, like deep fried, like chicken balls sense of the term uh, is really fascinating as a reaction to like Uh, like, trying to assimilate into North American culture, and now, like, that becomes a representation that's remixed and interpreted by a game in the form of Cathay, but it's very divorced from the very incredibly wild and interesting and fascinating history of actual China, which is friggin' wild and is an uninterrupted dynasty for 4,000 years, 3,000 years? They're like the friggin' Egyptians. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, What I'm saying here is there's a lot of cool shit you can do, I think, respectfully, And in a fun way, like someone said here, like, Arabian Nights, if you're doing Araby, obviously, like, you kind of want to do that, right? (laughs) Like,
0: I got to say, I got to say that sometimes Old World reminds me absolutely loads. I'm really struggling to remember his name. He was in Under Siege, the actor. Um, Old World Under Siege, Tommy Lee Jones. No, Tommy Lee Jones, no. There was, there was who was the actor who now it it would like for it's yeah steven seagal like the old world the old world is like everything steven seagal thought was cool you know (laughs) like like everything steven seagal thought was cool is the old world kind of like writing style yeah uh in my personal opinion um, that's uh, harsh. I think that's that's not harsh. That's <laughs> super bang on. He's like, I've got his ponytail, culturally appropriate. You're like, come on, Steven Seagal. Um, but anyway, yes, yes. The guy uh, who shit himself when he got choked out, never forget. Um,
1: I really want to know that story. Uh, that's an amazing story. That I think, have what's, to Google I think that.
0: what's really excellent about the old world, if I can, if I can make a, like a, a point to it as it, being brilliant, is... Is where I started out with it, having grown up reading a lot of like tradi- traditional, I guess traditional fantasy books. Obviously, I read The Hobbit, like many people. Uh, but then, when you like you get into the old world, you're like, I recognise all of this, and then it really starts to explore stuff, and you get into these other kind of like um, things. And what's what's really exciting for me is when then you bump up against fans of the. If you watch lore videos, or if you listen to like this show, or if you know you you get involved, you're like, by the way, do you know that's based off this? bit of history or do you know that this is based off this bit of literature do you know that that's where that trope comes from and you're like do you know that's incredible like that's actually really exciting like that i like that there's more to unpack as someone learning about the literature of fantasy all right. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yes. <laughs> it's the it's
1: it's the Steven Seagal chokehold uh, diorama link that was just provided to me that I have now paused in the background and we'll. Have you never watched ap- the video by the Bobby Fingers? No, I've i queued it up. It is it is ready to go. Dude, I, uh, I I will watch Bobby Fingers thing after this for sure
0: by Bobby Fingers. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so yes, there's gonna be there's gonna be some really interesting stuff with the old world, um, but hopefully it's Horatian, not Juvenalian. So hopefully. <laughs> So hopefully, who's, hopefully, uh who's, the, who's
1: the guy who's the guy who, who writes uh who, who writes the story about eating the irish uh irish uh people satire this is how satire was taught to me at a modest proposal which is written by chat if you jonathan can beat me swift. to it jonathan swift so swiftian maybe maybe we could be a little more swiftian
0: well, let's hope so let's hope so but we'll see we'll see how it's written uh we'll see how it's written. <laughs> excuse
1: me um, so, um, yeah, so if we're starting in 1979, we still have, I don't know, we can probably dump 30 more minutes in this. Do we want to do a quick, quick, like
0: highlights of this? Uh, if we could, yeah, if we could just pick a singular, singular point, like, well, if, like I
1: don't, my, my, my knowledge is uh, a thousand miles wide and one millimeter deep. So but basically, let's, can... let's,
0: but let's look at something deep for even half a moment. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no.
1: Okay, Steven Seagal shitting himself. Let's go. All right. Although, <laughs> Thirty no, minutes of
0: this—it's
1: already been covered. Um, okay, so, let's but, just scroll. Let's just scroll down. Let's start at 1979. Let's scroll down and maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll see stuff we like. Hmm?
0: Well, okay. So so according to this wiki, 1979 is when Margarita of Marenburg is elected mm-hmm. Empress. Only Wizenland, one of the other. So again, this is empire we're talking about. So one of mm-hmm. the other empire states. Uh, <laughs> Stirland and Avaland, all empire states, acknowledge the vote and the Grand Theogonist uh, officially declares the position of emperor vacant. So this is the um, beginning. Um, this is the beginning. This is the beginning. Okay. No new emperor is elected, with the empire having effectively fractured into divided provinces. Wizard's war spreads through the empire with necromancers and demonologists terrorizing the population okay
1: so that's an interesting little throwaway line there when i looked it up wizards war is also not really fleshed out but it's literally just that necromancers and demonologists terrorize the population the next bullet point though just to give context i think a little bit to how like where we are in the timeline read it out i think it's pretty cool uh
0: gunpowder is introduced in 1991 uh, to the fractured empire by their dwarf allies wizards war is ended a classic A classic. I feel, again, not to reference Steven Seagal a lot, but I guess this is very much like when you have, like, the Tai Chi masters who are like, I can deflect any punch. Uh, And then someone just, like, haymakers them and they just fall over. This is like a wizard's like, I'm controlling the flow of state. And then someone just shoots them with a black powder weapon. They're like, oh, you... Are not good at this. Can we go back though? Uh, so, the, so the empire fractures. Let's focus here for a moment, right? With necromancers and demoni- demonologists terrorising the population, they wouldn't have been working. You assume at this point the city state is divided, or all of the city states are divided, and then yeah. they're not hiring necromancers and demoni- demonologists to terrorise the population. Is the idea that in the that these are opportunistic necromancers?
1: Um, I, I assume so. I think it's basically the state has collapsed and there's an opportunity for uh, near-do-wells and wizards to, to, like, bust out and cause problems.
0: That's pretty fun. That's yeah. pretty fun. I like the idea of uh, of a <laughs> an opportunistic necromancer. That's a pretty fun little concept in my head. He's like, oh, it's about time I'll raise these old dead bodies out the ground, and I'll take over a small village over yonder. Like, it's fun. <laughs> yes yes i don't i don't know like like this is fun and then demonologists terrorizing the population i don't know what that means they literally summon demons fun
1: yeah i think that's literally uh so this okay so i'm going deeper on wizards war if if, uh, if this is what we would like to do because i think it's kind of cool yeah um so the uh so I'm, I'm just reading some people pulling from um 1979 is an important date in publication history so maybe that's why this is that was chosen as the date of the schism um, and, uh, the Wizards War stuff is from the old realms of sorcery book for Warhammer fantasy, uh, role play. Um, so maybe that's where it's pulled from. Um, and, uh, in, um, uh, 1979 is also, so this is the date, date of the schism. Uh, who was elected in 1979, Robbo? No one. In real life?
0: IRL? Oh, Margaret Thatcher.
1: There it oh, is. The, the satire.
0: The satire is available. They're beep, doing beep, it. Beep, 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 beep. Ring the satire
1: bell, everybody. We, we're
0: going to get we one of those. This. I'm going to get a button on the uh, – when we hit the satire bell, <laughs> we're pressing the button. Satire bell. Uh, so Marguerite of Marenberg. And is Marenberg literally England? Uh, good question. No? It's a, it's a, well, because England famously was like, famous for its navy i guess colonialism also but like its navy was kind of a thing and Marenburg is is a port Marenburg like...
1: always reminds me more of amsterdam
0: but like i don't
1: i i'd have to go into like Marenburg. there's lots about and for something that i'm vaguely only aware of like it's like i don't know enough about it but it just seems cool because it is sort of like I think this is where it becomes oh, yeah. more Albia,
0: independent. Albion is England, so Mar- Mar- yes. Mar- Mar- Marburg is the Dutch. Okay, it feels Dutch-ish,
1: but okay. it it also is like always sort of like struggling to like release itself from the orbit of the empire, and also the the elves start to trade with it. I think it all kind of starts happening actually in this timeline that we're going okay, down. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I
0: get it. Margaret Thatcher, Dutch oven, all fused together.
1: Yes, du- uh, Dutch. Pretty brother. much, yes. Used yes. a Dutch oven, in fact, uh, to deep fry some chicken wings on Super Bowl Sunday. Really, really worked well. Um,
0: have <laughs> you got an air fryer, note. Yet, side note, uh,
1: I do indeed have an air fryer, but I don't know if you know this. Uh, it's it's just uh, it's an oven with a fan in it. I
0: uh, I don't know. Uh, my my partner's sister bought us one for for Christmas. Apparently, it's the future. I they're really... wonderful they're wonderful okay. do you have subway sandwiches or starbucks where you live subway cakes we do have um uh we do also have Subway cakes. uh
1: so like do you know when they toast it you put it in they put it into an oven that just turns into the the, the surface temperature of the sun oh yes for, like two minutes that's a that's an air fryer that's what the, that's the whole thing and then oh. someone was like we could sell this to people and that's that's it
0: <laughs> we shouldn't though but we will uh, yes, uh, right, it's very So, wizard, hot so, so the Wizards War, so you, you're looking up the Wizards War? Something happened in the Wizards War?
1: Um, the uh, Wizards War is, uh, there's some serious gaps in knowledge, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so Wizards War it looks like it's just something that was expanded on a little bit. Um, it's a pre-techless magical event. Um,
0: pre techlist uh, So Techlist is when yeah. so again, just for to, for clarity for people at home. The Techless is uh the point when humans and Techlist get together is when they learn all the colleges of magic are set up. So Techlist yes. just the the teacher has set it up. Um interesting, Tristan, thanks for subscribing. There's a lot to you. Um, so this is, a, oh, this is all that one. happens before that.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. So the, these aren't these aren't um, these these are like this is well before those colleges. So the, like wizards would just be sort of an uncontrolled weird thing. Like you would probably like before in 40 k terms it'd be like before psychers are really understood. You just have people that like occasionally explode things with their brain. And you probably have folks who are into the dark arts who get into like developing themselves. I'm just gonna read a random person's interpretation from 2011, which is wizards war in direct terms was a mass purging of wizardry from the Sigmarite empire. Demonologists, sorcerers, even necromancers had become widespread, at least in the public's mind, in the Empire and needed to be stopped. It's more like the war on terror than a conventional war. However, well, well, many it's of the, the wizards uh,
0: is is the um it's the uh the Inquisition. It's the Inquisition. They were just hanging someone someone like, I don't know, bandaged up someone's leg and they were like, Wizards war! You're dead uh, now <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Um... <laughs>
1: Um, you see, oh, here we go, the great Middenheim Academy of Arts and Magic uh, became the greatest and only wizard school in the Empire and would last until the reign of Magnus the Pious, who restreve, received support from the Magisters at the Academy for promising them a place in his unified Empire. About half of this is in the Conrad saga, so that's the rise of the, um, the vampire counts, which is about to start, and the other half is picked up from uh, Middenheim history in Ashes of Middenheim. In Conrad, there's an awesome character who is a sorcerer trying to hide his highly illegal activities from the academy, calling them unimaginative fools. So it seems, this is interesting. So what this is giving us actually is a little bit of the pre-colleges of magic, which is where the current timeline has. You have eight schools of magic because the, basically the elves come over during the war against chaos and they teach, the uh, teach. I think, uh, the humans how to like specifically study different parts of magic. Before that, so this is the sort of- But magic, what, magic, magic was
0: happening before.
1: Magic is happening before in a less organized fashion, um, and uh, the Wizards War is what happens, I guess, when the state kind of collapses in 1979, and now Wizards are getting a little out of control. Um, this very, cool.
0: very much feels like <laughs> it's very much feels like no, we'll teach you how to democracy. Like <laughs> like you know, there's like people doing magic and like living their lives, and they're like, no no, you can't do this, and then the Elves come over and they're like, oh no yeah, you can do that. That's fine actually. <laughs> <laughs> the fancy boy it, elves have said it's fine, right? Yeah, I,
1: you know, this is uh, interesting because this actually comes up, I, I recommended a podcast yesterday, uh, it's a conversation between Rick Rubin and Dan Carlin, and uh, in it they're talking a lot about like um, everyone having an opinion and like everyone, it being cool that like everyone can can state what they think, but the danger is shitty ideas become popular, but also the, the upside is really good ideas that otherwise wouldn't have been able to bubble up, like referencing here maybe the Reformation and the Renaissance and things like that where humans discover empiricism again, all that kind of stuff. If, if you didn't have freedom of thought, you wouldn't get the good ideas, but you have to be able to, to tolerate the bad ideas. And I think our society is really struggling with that right this second. And perhaps in this era— uh, they were deciding that we can't tolerate the bad ideas that have to do with the fact that magic is real and that you can unleash demonic energy and kill everybody. Uh, so we're just going to keep that whole thing with a lid on it.
0: Yeah. So that okay. seems reasonable. Yeah, no. Seems reasonable. That's quite interesting, actually. Like it's, it's wild that that singular post about 1979 could literally be the landscape for a huge game. Like, oh, yeah. Like that singular post. In my personal opinion. Similarly, the introduction of gunpowder, uh, not that, like, I mean, I'm kind of a fan of it, and I know we've just talked a lot about cultural appropriation, but The mm-hmm. Last Samurai, starring the man that saved cinema, Tom Cruise. Um he
1: didn't uh, save cinema. He, he is the man that is cinema. Is yeah, the last...
0: Literally there's a video he is, like... the, last sam- he
1: is the last samurai of, <laughs> of cinema. cinema, yeah. The...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you there was a video that went viral yesterday of Steven Spielberg like congratulating him and cuddling him and saying, You've saved cinema, man. You've saved cinema. Like literally that happened That, that uh, happened yesterday, just as an FYI. Oh,
1: well, I mean, I guess maybe he's just hoping to get some of that shine uh off of off, off
0: of uh Tom cruise <laughs> off of off of the man uh it, it, it doesn't matter right anyway so um because obviously we want Cruzi on the show at some point as a, yeah. as a clearly a fan of fantasy and fiction look
1: there are so many people in this world that had they walked past a games workshop uh like if he had walked past a games workshop instead of a scientology booth the dude would have loved minis and he would not have kidnapped uh, that girl for so long you know like if things would have been a little bit different would he be able to run as fast now debatable but he would have loved the shit out of minis he would have. Uh, just just questions games workshop gets you first or do you uh join a weird uh <laughs> marketing cult. pyramid psycho cult yeah, yeah he's strange. in
0: the clear now so it's fine uh yeah. but then but then the next line, which like again, just to reference it, gunpowder is introduced to the fractured empire by their dwarven allies, Wizards War is ended. That's literally the plot of the last samurai. Like yeah. modernization, gunpowder, no more magic for you. I just I just think it's incredible that the setting and this is only the Empire, right? Like of all of the factions, like Well
1: think of the enough- Narc. The knock-on effect there, too, is interesting because that would suggest to me that before this moment, the Empire and bretonia would be military equals. Yes. Right? Oh, so, yeah, like of course. of course. So, like, there wouldn't be... The only really thing that's separating Britonia from the Empire is the introduce- introduction of technology, and bretonia sort of chooses to stay, <laughs> like, kind of backwards, and they're allowed to be for reasons. But, yeah, like... But at this at this moment, like Britonia and, and Empire militarily would be on an even footing at the very at a minimum. Uh, maybe not from a, like a like total like, uh, a total like manpower perspective. Like the relative force is different, but their like ability on the field would be the same.
0: Yeah. Oh, thanks to Dad Bonabgob, for donating five gift subs in the chat. Loads of love to Aww. you. Thank you. Uh, okay. So I know we spent a while on that, but it's good. That's okay. That's, that's worth it. Like, um, I think the gunpowder element's very interesting because yeah. like, but bretonia I don't know if they would have been similar militarily though, because previous to this, Brittonia also had like the Lady of the Lake and the blessings of the Lady and everything that came with that. So
1: were they superior? What are you yeah. saying? It's because they would have had, they would have had some more magique.
0: They would have had more magique than uh, yeah. There would have been an imbalance there, so that gunpowder would have like reintroduced, or, or at least died, uh, a, an arms race, which is quite interesting and a great song from Fallout Boy. Um, so look at the year 2000. Okay, so year 2000, clan screwing is led away from the main Skaven areas by the grey seer The clan establishes a stronghold hidden in the cursed marshes and extending beneath Mariburg. Okay. Interesting? One more. Oh, the next, not that one. That one, not interested in. <laughs> I didn't notice that it was also 2000. <laughs> why? I want a deep analysis for 15 minutes on what, why Gracie Kritzlick took his clan away and established so that... one.
1: So that is clearly to be like a timeline piece from one of the RPG books about Marienburg. And that's kind of cool. Like that you get that level of granularity from those books, but maybe 2000 is just sort of a big deal in Warhammer. So maybe what we
0: could do uh, for the website, accompanying this video, uh, is I could grab this and then we can just cut out
1: some highlights.
0: um, We could just put the highlights in.
1: Yeah. I, like, I started doing that. I cut and pasted one thing, but it was the pygmy thing, and then I went down. <laughs> and, then I went, and then I went down a tremendous rabbit hole about the pygmy thing, and uh, completely forgot I was doing
0: that. <laughs> okay, good, excellent. I love that. But
1: is this what you meant by like we can figure out good ideas by just wasting people's time on a live show?
0: That's exactly this- right. That's exactly <laughs> right. it. Okay, uh, Rob, right. you can't make a microsite for every individual episode. Guess what? What yes, if I can. do? What if I do?
1: <laughs> Don't what? you tell us. Don't you
0: tell us what we can and can't do. There are so many URLs available. <laughs> yeah, so many. Yeah, a you know... shop has, has probably, let's, let's you know see that, how many trademarks, let's just, that, yeah, let's fight, find... go ahead. Do you know that www40 kcom is available?
1: That's what I'm saying. We should find every trademarked GW term and buy them.
0: It's only $30,000. 40k.com is a lot, but that makes sense cuz it's
1: 40k dot 40k.com is 30 grand? Yeah. It's interesting.
0: That is not expensive, is it? Buy a load of ads on it and just put Wikipedia on it. Feels like
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty big I don't know if we can get uh, I don't know if we Yeah, we just redirect it to our our old world microsite. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, but like just said from a pure gambler's perspective here, you know, if you did a little speculatory parlay, maybe we could kickstart it to buy 40k.com because like if, if they do sign the deal with Cavill and Amazon, uh, me suspects 40k.com would be worth more than $30,000.
0: I can't believe that they're so cheap. They haven't bought it themselves. I'm shocked
1: that someone hasn't speculated on it. And and if it's thirty grand, maybe it's probably not actually. That's the asking price is thirty grand. Maybe it's more like fifteen grand. That's
0: incredible. Anyway, uh, I just thought I'd let you know. Uh, uh, like, that's pretty cool. But yeah.
1: I would say we should we should literally look up like their list of trademarks and just see how many of those websites are available for like ten dollars because
0: <laughs> they're and probably they just, just spent like just spent like two hundred quid on like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just buy up yeah.
1: <laughs> just yes, yeah, one hundred percent.
0: Uh, right. Okay. Uh, uh, tombkings.com is available for two two thousand ninety five dollars. Interesting. Um, uh, okay. Right. So the other bit of information that happened in the two thousand, which maybe isn't as important as uh, Gracius uh traveling across the realms, a warpstone meteor in two thousand destroys the city of Mordheim. There oh, Shit. Go. That's massive. Vlad von Karstein sends agents to the ruined city. To secure warpstone shards, which he can power his magic. A new age of art, culture, and prosperity—ah, prosperity, a uh, prosperity sorry flourishes through Talia. Imperial explorers discover Ulthwan, but are denied access. Holy shit, that's a busy time, right? That's like right. See, what's what's amazing is if they did do all three hundred years, right? Is you've got a campaign book, of vast scope. Yes like in that singular year yeah this is like, what
1: i'm getting at This is what i'm getting yeah. like
0: and and actually if you
1: look at the timeline it kind of suggests to me that at some point this really got away from them so as i've already referenced like gorbad ironclaw is 300 years before this is a major character in the eighth edition orc book which is in theory 800 years past the time of of gorbad right, right? Okay. so like He's presented as a current timeline character, but he's really ancient history Um, before the Empire even had gunpowder weapons to fight him with. Right. So like the and so like the timeline also like clearly starts 1979 Warhammer is supposed to start here. This is supposed to be current day. (laughs) Right. So like Warhammer ends in 2015. Like what? However many years that actually is, what uh, eighty to thirty, it's thirty five years, thirty six years later, right? Yeah. Uh, and and uh, in the in like real world timeline, but in the the like the game terms, they accidentally advance it like five hundred years, I guess, out of a lack of creativity or respect for how long a year is. Um, so like, I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot of opportunity to retcon or like change this period of time significantly over like that, that sort of period of the three emperors uh, like that is right now listed as 300 years um, and in other places references 400 years um, and like really either flesh it out or curtail it or do cool stuff with it. Because currently encapsulated in that 400 years to 300 years is like a lot of really cool events, including as you just pointed out, the creation of Mordheim. So Mordheim exists now um in the year 2000 which is 500 years before in theory present day
0: yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty wild like i wonder what they'll do and also like you know you're a modern game company i guess i'll put this in quotation marks you're a modern game company going back and revisiting what was like like you'll know as well as anyone like you're currently every job you're ever on is a work in progress like you start a job and you're like right now now i'm in it like oh yeah i've got to get that bit fixed i've got to sort that bit like going back and like overhauling the whole infrastructure of of a thing and what i'm talking about here is the narrative and the law is actually a a wild undertaking to like begin especially while you're in the process of making the next part of it so you Mm -hmm. can see what and you know 40k is a good example of this they're they're in the process of of still updating 40k and therefore, going back and changing, like, they're like, okay, someone wrote two novels. Are we going to make them not available now? Like, no one's in charge of that. Like, they make enough money to be, but they're not. Like, so, you know, that fidelity well, is pretty unlikely in the past, but it might be something that they get to do in the future, and that's quite interesting, I guess.
1: Super cool and interesting. Like, and I'm I'm, I'm talking out of turn a little bit here, but from an outsider's perspective it sure seems like there what like things happen in in games workshop because it is again i used to call it a mom and pop operation with a global supply chain um, i think maybe they're a bit past that now but like a lot of times these are pet projects of individuals right yes. so like even something even even something like the horse heresy and the the rigor and detail at with, with which that timeline was approached and coordinated was probably really one guy
0: It was Alan why it was Alan, Alan Bly. Yeah, yeah, It was Alan Bly.
1: And, uh, and Alan by passed away. And you know, like when that when that happened, the person who was sort of had his hand on the tiller of that particular ship, and all of those um, really neat lore expanding um, and like world building books that it, that that Forge World was known for, like the Imperial Armor stuff, it stops when he passes. Fires of Siraxis, the last Imperial Armor book, never gets released. They don't go past. With, with Warhammer Forge, they don't get past um, Timurcon and the monstrous Arcanum um, because literally the one person who is owning all that stuff and driving it passes away. And so unless they replace that 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 need for someone owning that – and I do remember them talking about an archivist and maybe even a couple of people being they have hired. A, they, have a,
0: they, have, they have two archivists now, and they have a Warhammer historian who works. So they do have that now.
1: Right. So so like that's that's maybe in recognition of, wait a minute, like we need this capacity or we need we need someone to be a rememberer (laughs) uh, of of like how all this stuff knits together because it was invested in one person. And as you revealed earlier in the show, uh, you know, fan driven wikis. Um, And there are so (laughs) many (laughs) there are so many threads that like if you want to add any sort of sort of narrative cohesion to all this stuff, it's possible but you got to know where all the threads are. So yeah. Anyway, it's a long way to say that hopefully that whomever is spearheading this mission is kind of aware of this timeline and how much. For example, it sure seems intentional that they have put the king of Britonia as the king of like name the king of Britonia as a character that we recognize in the existing timeline on the map of the old world, because that that timestamps where present day might be for old world right yeah um so one would hope that they realize that the only reference point we have for leon the orc slayer is 2201 like we don't know when he started we don't know where he ended that's li- he's literally a bullet point in the sixth edition uh warhammer uh, uh, bretonian uh army book
0: yeah so drew, drew barry makes a point in the chat what strangely artistic artist collective vibe for a company that feels so capitalist money hungry from a consumer side and it's it's more that there's just like a huge swath of creatives inside the company who because you are they are by nature creative they want to build and create they'll be like by the way i've i've invented tomb king or i've invented ogres What do you think? Like, not invented, but you know what I mean? I've written an ogre book. Do you want to sell it? Like, that's literally how it worked for a long time. Like, they're not like that now or not like that that much, but probably more like that in Forgeworld than anything, which is what we're going to get, which is quite interesting. Um, But there are other creatives who've jumped off the back of that, like the Total War people. So that's also very interesting as well. And the RPG, Val, looks very interesting if you i was actually moments away yesterday from just purchasing the whole warhammer fantasy rpg set it comes Uh,
1: up on humble it comes up as a humble bundle all the time so So wait for that yeah it's yeah and i always just miss it but yeah uh it's 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 available all the time
0: yeah um uh, and then two to three dudes working in nottingham is never going to be able to make something as complete as a bunch of rabid fans i agree with persho on that as well
1: disagree because oh, really? Wahape- because because Alan Bly existed and WahaPedia exists. If 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 you have a truly anal like oh, individual yes. who is 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 upset, and also a guy like Matthias Elison, the guy who does Warhammer the Armies project, individuals with the either the power that they've taken into their own hands or the to ability. compile these things, or the ability, or whatever, or like the authority to, um, like those who are just dedicated to the cause, like. Like, a full-time obsessed individual can literally move mountains, right? So, like, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I slightly disagree on that, especially in the context of something that it is possible to have read every single page of Warhammer stuff, right? It's a lot, but it's its within the scope of human ability to do it.
0: Yes, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I actually, uh, but, like, I so I do agree. I do agree. Sorry, it probably should be two to three dudes working versus one obsessed person. um like uh i agree with you absolutely on that i think that's i think that's very fair um
1: i don't know i also don't know why i decided to draw such a distinctly large land line in the sand over that comment
0: uh because because i think because i think it's actually valid i think like one of the things that we see a lot in like modern media or like a mod like a good example would be um a good example in my personal opinion if we can take some context from this is the wheel of time tv series which is atrocious like it's really bad it's really not very done very well um, but they had loads of money they had loads of talented individuals but you had no one who gave a fuck and every example that we've got recently I would put lots of the Disney um, kind of like series that they've got going on as well I think that they're pretty bland and rubbish and, and terrible because you've got lots of people getting paid to do a job and that's fine and they're creatives and they do make something and it's okay but the stuff that generally hits generally vibes well with an audience is the stuff where people have overcommitted. They've done too much work. Yeah, It's too obsessive. Yeah. Like it, There's too much information in there. Uh, and once you get to that level, uh, like The Last of Us, if you've been watching it recently, is in that kind of frame where there's like a lot of references all the time uh, and it's quite clear that someone was obsessed with that work or they've got the original creators involved and then that has been too good. Like they've committed too hard, and you're like, okay, this is what I want. That's when it punches into the the modern zeitgeist, and I feel that's true for Total War as well. I don't know about mm-hmm. you. We took we uh, we played some Total War yesterday, and the chat were like, the voice acting in this is phenomenal, and I'm like, it is. It is good. It is.
1: It is, and it also, but it it comes from uh, like I think the original games are like one or two guys, like the whole thing. Like if you listen to like the if you listen to them, like it's like they have nobody, but now it's so broad and expansive and awesome right so yeah it's sick
0: yeah yeah uh so uh, there's loads of other times is there anything else in this kind of like long arcing period of time that you find quite interesting and exciting
1: hondo P. so like so basically we're we're 30 years into the timeline is is uh, of the potential earliest point which is the start of the th- era of the three empires we've had gunpowder introduced uh, uh into into the the empire Mordheim, which is an incredibly pivotal and important setting, or or the for Warhammer Fantasy in general, uh, starts to exist uh, because it's hit with a a, a meter, right? Uh, and in two thousand and ten, this is I think super big. Is the, the start of the Wars of the Vampire Counts. Um, Badass. And then so and actually two thousand and ten, two thousand and twelve, super massive. So I don't know if you want to read some of these off.
0: I do, but just FYI, t- uh, War of the Vampire Counts, obviously starring uh, Timothy Chalamet. That's mm-hmm. like, that's an immediate he's in. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, there's a lot of vampires to account for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 ah. that's, good. Ah. that's good. That's good. That's uh, good. But yeah, uh. like,
1: so like, that's Vlad. So that's Vlad and Isabella von Karstein, Conrad uh, von, Konsein, von Karstein, and then finally Manfred von Karstein. Like, so like, those are like four massively important characters. Now basically, their arc kicks off 10 what, well, what, well, no, we're 30 years after the sort of the start of this timeline. And again, I, I
0: don't ahead. know if I was, I don't know if I was like absolutely drawn in by interview with a vampire. The film, why not? Vampire Lestat, like, come on, man. Yeah, what very good. No, what I'm saying is, is like, I'm just, I'm just thinking this through for a moment, like, like, because some of these I feel are so huge right the 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 brilliance like you said you were like i've gone really wide i haven't gone very deep yeah on some of these elements apart from obviously the pygmies great job uh, <laughs> 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 excellent uh, my point is uh with the the uh, the vampire counts is like let's just say you just throw away the rest of the old world just throw it away mm-hmm. for a minute i'm not saying we do that but just Mm -hmm. that feels like that's a game in all of itself Mm -hmm. or am i wrong or like
1: a novel series it is literally literally they're all they're all settings deep and and broad enough to be their own things entirely um and yes and that's that's why warhammer is indeed a setting and not necessarily a narrative um because within it is every narrative that's existed in you know human history human history fantasy you can just take from everywhere which again the preposterousness of the concept that this world's too small. I, I, I can't create in here. It's a box. It's very small. I can't. I can't think of cool models to build for this this tiny, narrow-minded world. I need to be able to have eels flying through the air. How could I have that here? <laughs> uh, and you could, uh, if you wanted to, in like the southern wastes or whatever. You're fuck. You can do whatever you want. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yes, there is like tremendous latitude here. And I think also, I think I'm trying to lean, I'm already kind of shitting on the old world because um, this is like, so far it feels like they're starting Lord of the Rings at the, you know, uh, battle of, not not even for uh, Hell. five armies. Yeah, the battle for the five armies, exactly. So like, whereas they have so much pivotal history that happens immediately (laughs) before. And so maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe what we see is, Like, uh, Tomb King Tristan referenced, um, like, one of the coolest little stories um, that I've ever, ever noticed, uh, which is the War of Sand and Snow, which is when, uh, like, basically everyone's always robbing the Tomb Kings. Like, that's how the Tomb Kings stay relevant is, like, people go and, like, steal their shit, and then they, like, book it out of there, which is, I think, kind of cool. That seems like a good way to keep them relevant. Uh, But one of these is, like, Norskin Raiders, like Chaos Guys, and then Cetra is like, yo, this, man, I'm going to go get my shit back. And he goes like to the northern wastes and destroys them. And he's like they like it's like a sand faction fighting in the Arctic. Um. Anyway, so that's that's to me very like uh like like uh, something rife for I exactly what you were talking about, which is like lots of campaign books and like little mini settings.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see where they end up going with it. It's going to be fun. All right, so listen, uh, there's loads more. And like you said, uh, War of the Vampire Counts, the inventive genius of Leonardo da Mareglino, so Leonardo da Vinci, uh, enters the (laughs) Empress. And Michelangelo? Michelangelo, (laughs) yeah, together. Leonardo, and Michelangelo, together. And then Vlad von Karsin attacks Middenheim and is slain by Jarek Kruger, Grandmaster of the Knights of the White Wolf.
1: This is super confusing, because read literally the next bullet point.
0: Vlad, Vlad von Karstein returns to Middenheim and butchers Jarek Kruger and his knights. <laughs> then read the next bullet point. <laughs> 2025, Vlad von Karstein is killed again by Grandmaster Kruger of the Knights of the White Wolf.
1: <laughs> what? So, I don't, I need to go a little deeper on this because, because I read that as Jarek Kruger getting killed twice and Vlad,
0: <laughs> Vlad von Karstein is killed three times. That's Perfect. That's what I that like seems, a lot.
1: That yeah. seems like that could be straightened out.
0: Yeah, we can sort that out. All right, So uh, we don't have long. So you did say you wanted to make an announcement. Uh, so we oh, got like, uh, queued up, ready to rock.
1: Uh, yeah. So if we if we want to make an announcement, we can. Uh, maybe we can we pick up this timeline. We can go maybe a little deep, yeah, we, can we can want do more. keep talking. We, we got. We got. We, we can barely. Do more. We could do that. It's like 250 years to go before we're even close to the, the war against chaos. So do we that. can keep riffing. Yeah, yeah. And I can just do another twenty five minute monologue for you. I know, you know, sometimes <laughs> you need to take some time off. You know, I don't want you to I don't want you to feel like the whole thing's on you. You know
0: <laughs> It's uh, not. My bad. No, no, it's not. You've you've been brilliant again. I I uh, do have to give you
1: like we could get you the technology to just mute me. Like like just audibly. Or like just so you could like maybe you could like put like, put, like a piercing, like very high i'm sure there's a way
0: okay Uh, okay so so tell me what the tell me what the uh tell me what the uh, um uh the announcement is
1: oh man i I was hoping that i had a i had like a rap uh, air horn sign effect i do not so here's the announcement is that i i adam camillari is 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 in this hemisphere and we had a lot of fun playing a lot of warhammer fantasy and i'm gonna i'm i'm currently announcing that two weeks before Easter, we're gonna do Warhammer Fantasy: The Resurrection.
0: Wow. That's right.
1: That's right. A Warhammer Fantasy Eighth Edition event currently has no place booked. Uh, has uh, but it be the it'd be, I'm looking at the weekend of the 25th and 26th of October. And, uh, of uh, no March, March, March 2020. Oh, very, very soon. Yeah, like a month, like a month away. Okay. Like it can be done. Look, these events. Well, this is actually why I want to announce this right now. Air horn sound effect.
0: Beep, beep, fantasy beep.
1: battles the resurrection um it'd be somewhere within 400 kilometers that that's that's the thing here of toronto uh we would just need to find i would I prefer to keep this somewhere in that bubble so if you're in this Not bubble, ohio though i mean maybe i mean michigan like detroit i'm probably we could probably get cheap stuff there uh we how much room do we even need um how are you supposed to make an army in a month just you can borrow one anyone who needs to borrow something i got lots of stuff let's do it we could go to mini War Gaming. i'm sure they might be that they have a really nice space that's right in the middle of this circle why don't uh, you I'm just gonna, do that there i i don't know because i haven't talked to anyone but the chat and you about this so far <laughs> also i tried to bully i tried to bully peter the falcon into joining joining us rob would you would you be available on this weekend
0: March the thirtieth? I'll have to check my time. <laughs> like what, so check
1: your calendar. Are you available uh Friday twenty fourth, 26th of March?
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't he know. Might, you might be ava- you might be available. You
1: might be available. You might you might be available. You yeah, might yeah. be available. I have to actually mm-hmm. check
0: mm-hmm. my calendar. Let's well, see. Am I, here. To, am I coming to play Warhammer Fantasy Battle in in Canada?
1: Uh, it depends on your. It depends on your calendar. Depends on. on your calendar. You don't need. We're pretty. We're pretty freewheeling here. You don't need uh, any proof of of anything to come to Canada, except I guess a passport. Maybe you need a passport. It's caused me problems in the past. Don't take uh, it for the granted.
0: Justice, the Justice series is on, but I'm not doing. I'm, as of yet, I don't think I'm streaming it, uh, and therefore, like, no, not yet, no.
1: Maybe we pencil it in. Maybe you too. Could witness the resurrection of Warhammer <laughs> Fantasy Battles. Oh you could bring the rest you could bring you could bring the rest of the gear. Oh my right? god. Right? And yeah. you can take you yeah, you know, huh? huh? Yeah. yeah? Yeah.
0: Why not? It's an idea. It's an idea. So I mean,
1: so so I got I got me, I got maybe you, we got maybe Peter the Falcon, probably Adam Camillary. This is probably just gonna be me and Adam Camillary. Tech Priest Dicky, if you've watched any of our FLGN stuff, they're definitely down. Tomb King Tristan, probably into it. Uh, maybe Nurgle Matthew. Like, we could have, like, a really, like, sick lineup, like, of core people, and we, we'll we do it for free, and we'll just charge normies a lot of money to play Warhammer Fantasy with us. Let's go. And uh, let's, let's go. do it.
0: Let's go. All right. Yeah, I'm in. So, Rob, in.
1: you're 100% committed. Excellent. I have
0: to produce an army in, what, in four weeks? What? You don't just have
1: eight armies on your shelf? Not, what do you want to play? On, what, you, on, what would you not play? Not on square bases.
0: Play? What would you uh, play? Uh, Chaos Dwarfs. You want to play Chaos Dwarfs? Done. Perfect. Perfect. It's done. You Sorry. have an army.
1: You have an six, army. Just give me a list. You have an army. Six
0: dice, purple sun, baby. Here we go. <laughs> uh,
1: Adam tried to play me with Chaos Dwarfs, and I found them. I don't know. I'd, be, I'd love to... We'll have to talk offline about how to do 8th edition uh, Fantasy Battles. So let, hit me up on Facebook. That's Val Heffelfinger. Uh, or Twitter, uh, at Val Heffelfinger. Uh, more likely to get me on Facebook if you are within 400 kilometers or for some reason would be willing to fly somewhere within 400 kilometers of Toronto, Ontario for Warmer Fantasy Battles, The Resurrection on March. We're looking at 24th. No, wait a minute. 25th, 26th. I meant to say 25th, 26th of March. I understood.
0: I understood. That's fine. Yes. I didn't think you meant Thursday. That's okay. Uh, I mean, plus I get to to the mini wargamer bunker. Hilarious! All right, um, I guess I should
1: see if they're available.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, excellent. Uh, this has been fun. Next week, let's just deep dive even more lore in this time period. Yeah, I'm super into mm-hmm. that uh, because again, I don't think uh, I think there's loads to explore, and I want to know more about all of these elements. And you've done an amazing job today. I can't thank you enough uh, for uh, for explaining the the sheer stupidity of the 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 crack law that doesn't make any sense uh so love that
1: i don't know if that was the moral of the story i think i was just saying that like they've you know they've they've picked the final chapter of what seemed to be to me this seems to be the actual narrative arc of warmer fantasy i think that's kind of the thesis i was trying to get to is that like this actual this battle this great war against chaos to me strikes me as the oh. actual great war against chaos where they win and chaos is defeated right and then they just do another three hundred years, and the world explodes. Um, so like, it feels like this is sort of the narrative corner that they paint themselves into. Because the more the thing I'm trying to show here is like all the really important plot beat points happen in this era, right? So like, yes. uh, and that, uh, and they end with this like unite, uniting of the empire, all that kind of stuff. And like, the postmodern period is what Warhammer Eighth Edition and the current timeline is. This is like. This is the World War II. This is the, this is the formation of like, the actual culture happens in this era, the rise of the humans and all that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, basically, this is, this is the real Warhammer Fantasy Battles timeline, and then they kind of just, for some reason, left it in the past and moved on to, like, Karl Franz and all that shit. I don't know why.
0: That's quite interesting. Well, uh, listen, if you've enjoyed the show, uh, if you go onto the website, then the show will be accompanied by um, maybe uh, if Al doesn't do it, I'll do it. Um, a uh, like a bullet points of time. Um, like from from the wiki, we'll take out uh the irrelevant stuff like Mordheim, and definitely keep you updated with what Skitzlick was up to. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah we could get you a bullet points thing and then maybe with a link to some stuff not sure yet but i know i know for a fact i'd like to do that because that's what the website does now like it gives us the ability to do the video but include like a blog element to it so it's something we can reference in future shows like hey, or, hey if you'd like to go back you can go check it out um so we'll do that so do check it out and if you like the show obviously share it with your old world buddies your Warhammer have fancy battle curious friends uh your rank and flank adjacent compadres or any of those other things. Uh, Road to the Old World will return next Thursday at 11am live on this Wargamer. And obviously you can listen to it as a podcast and all those other elements. So uh, thanks, Val. Uh, Anyone you want to shout out before we go? Yeah, the Electric
1: Cuts. So the Electric Cuts podcast, actually for all of the the Bone fans out there, just released a great episode of uh, covering the Tomb Kings. And they have a guy on who's uh, like a big Tomb King fan and they... They have a real rambling, like circle jerky style, but they are all big Warhammer fantasy scenario fans. And they have a really cool, I think, uh, detailed conversation about like, why Tomb Kings didn't pan out when they should have, probably. And um, they don't go too deep into the crunch. So if you're just sort of interested in Tomb Kings in a broad sense, they have a cool conversation about it. The Electric Counts Podcast. Love those guys in Australia. They say cunt a lot.
0: <laughs> Thank you to uh, Nap God for donating a gift sub to Gubertown Hobbies in the chat. Uh, appreciate you. Gubertown needs the support. He does. He, he does. he does. He needs the support. So uh, big love to him. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. See you soon.